Hello there. This is the Crunchy Christian Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am a master herbalist, aromatherapist, author, speaker, blogger, and veteran homeschooling mama of four. You can learn more about how I can equip you to pursue God's best naturally at my website, julienaturally.com. And now, today's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Crunchy Christian Podcast, where we talk about all things green and growing that God gave us. Today... I, we are going to talk about something that maybe is a little embarrassing or may seem a little private. Not like we haven't been talking about that the last few weeks, right, ladies? Um, but uh, we're going to be talking about breast cysts today. But before we get into that, we are going to hear a little message from the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, which is... The producer of this show. Happy birthday, Ultimate Podcast Network family. Celebrating eight years in 2021 are bringing you the listener free broadcasts on topics that are family friendly. There are podcasts on homeschooling, kids, family life, and success over struggles. There are podcasts on rekindling your romance, household management, organization, health issues, techie skills, and podcasts on every academic subject that will help you in your journey. And there's more. I want to give a shout out to the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network podcasters. They work hours and hours to bring you these broadcasts for free. And how can you thank them? Well, it's easy. One, subscribe to their channel. You can do this on any podcast app. Two, give this podcast a star rating on your favorite podcast app, as well as comment on the website. Three, share this episode and the network with a friend. And thank you, our listeners. You've kept us on the air for many years and millions of downloads. Also, I invite you to sign up for our easing that comes out weekly with freebies each month for subscribers only, as well as a list of all the podcasts you won't want to miss. You can find this podcast as well as others on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.com. And happy birthday! Enjoy this upcoming presentation and God bless. Okay, isn't that great? I'm so excited. It's been so successful, and we've had a lot of really good years on the network. Uh, I'm excited to be part of that. So let's get back to the show. So today, okay, I said we're going to talk about breast cysts. So what are breast cysts? How do we know it's a cyst and not a tumor? How do we get them in the first place? And maybe you've had them and you don't even know that you've had them too. So that's something to think about. So first of all, Breast cysts usually happen to women under age 50, so it's not really common among women of menopausal age. It's more common with women who are still menstruating, and it's not to be confused with lactating women where you have plugged ducts or 
uh, plugged nipples, things like that, or um, you get mastitis or stuff like that. It, this is something different that happens during the course of just regular cycles when you are, are not lactating. First of all, the difference between a cyst and a tumor is that uh, a cyst is a watery grape-like sac. It usually has some defined edges. Sometimes the edges may feel a little rough, but it's like a sac, just like a cyst on any other part of the body. Uh, and they tend to uh, they tend to appear suddenly and then just sort of dissolve as, after a menstrual period. So it's not something that persists over time. Whereas a tumor is composed of connective and glandular tissue. And it tends to be uh, harder and more feel more like a mass. And it tends to grow over time. It's not uh, a little sack. It's like this mass that is, feels kind of hard and stiff. And cysts, you can usually move them around, you know, with your fingers, uh, and they often cause pain and tenderness, whereas a tumor, you can't really move it around, and it often goes unnoticed because they don't really tend to cause that much discomfort. And you can get them, like, all the way up into your armpit and stuff, where a cyst usually is just in the breast itself. So it... It is important that uh, you understand the difference between tumors and cysts because, you know, for obvious reasons. I mean, if uh, if you have tissue that feels like a tumor, uh, you should see your medical professional for uh, more further investigation into that to make sure that you aren't developing uh, early stage breast cancer. Uh, because that is a big issue, of course, among women. But uh, a cyst, will, it will usually go away after you get your period. Uh, where, you know, and that's one of the major ways to tell the difference. So if it's something that keeps persisting and even feels like it's kind of growing um, and is hard and feels like a mass, it's probably tumor and most likely benign, but you should get that checked out. So cysts often appear with women who have hormonal imbalances. So if you're getting premenstrual syndrome, if you have PMS or you have irregular cycles, you are more likely to get these cysts. Fairly painful and um, part of that breast tenderness that you may experience during that time. So what can we do about these little cysts that may form? There's two things that we, that we can focus on. So we want to talk about balancing those hormones, which we've been talking about for many weeks, uh, because a lot of things that women experience that are unpleasant with regards to our cycles are because of hormonal imbalance. And so, yes, I'm going to say some of the same things I've said in past podcasts about uh, how to balance the hormones. And we're also going to talk a little bit about dissolving the cysts. So there's 
those those two things, dissolving the cysts, helping the cysts to drain and balancing the hormones so we can prevent them from happening in the first place. So we're going to use some diet and herbs to do that. Uh, we also want to use some natural remedies to help us with those cysts so that we're handling it in a wholesome way that helps our bodies. So first of all, uh, I haven't touched on this before, and maybe it's a little controversial, but I just want to touch a little bit on the use of birth control pills. Now, I am, I am a Christian, and I do not advocate or endorse the use of birth control pills. Um, instead, I have used and recommend natural family planning methods, and you can get a link to that and more information about that and the effectiveness of that in the show notes. So please check that out because there are a lot of myths around that and I want to make sure that you get those facts straight about that. But I do understand that some people, they do take them for medical reasons that are not due to preventing pregnancy. Some of those could be a bleeding disorder. I have a relative who has a bleeding disorder and for whom uh, birth control pills provide a much needed control of the bleeding that can occur with that because... It can bring anemia and it can bring excessive lung bleeding, which uh, is can be dangerous for somebody, of course, with a bleeding disorder. So that's one of those cases. Uh, some women with endometriosis find some benefit from that. Uh, but uh, for most women, it can not only cause breast cysts, but it can also cause blood clots vitamin deficiencies, headaches, depression, and an increased risk for breast cancer. So please, ladies, think very carefully about that. Uh, If that would be what the Lord would have you do, or uh, if it would be much better for you to explore other options, especially if there is no serious medical reason for that. So, Onto the diet and herbs and things like that. So diet does play a big role in hormonal health, as I've said before. So I'm just briefly going to mention that a diet high in fruits and vegetables, quality fish, fats and proteins like fish, uh, moderate to low amounts of grains, and managing those high-carb foods can really go a long way towards a uh, more balanced cycle. I've talked at length about that before, so I just, I don't want to (laughs) go into it in great detail again. So please feel free to check into that in some of my other podcasts about yeast infections, PMS, hot flashes that we've talked about in this series. And check the show notes for that because there's great little nuggets there too for you. So eliminating sugar is really important as well with that. Uh, Some foods that seem to help especially with this kind of thing and with other PMS and hormonal issues are things uh, like high nutrition grasses like alfalfa and wheatgrass and also probiotics because probiotics help with not just the gut flora, it also helps then with 
your hormonal and immune system and nervous system health because a lot of what goes on in other systems in your body are very, very much related to what is going on in your gut. And believe it or not, there are more bacterial cells in your body than there are human cells. That's pretty crazy and maybe even a little disturbing. <laughs> but uh, but there are. And so it's really important to manage that population, that little ecosystem inside very well because they really uh, have a big say in what happens in other systems of your body. So if you are avoiding the processed foods, that goes a long way as well because those bacteria don't really like processed foods all that much and they encourage uh, the growth of the wrong kinds of bacteria. And processed foods cause a lot of inflammation and they stress the liver and, of course, therefore, uh, in addition, contribute to hormonal imbalance. So let's move on to the herbs and oils that are specific to the breast and dissolving cysts. So the herbs that we use for breast cysts uh, include herbs that dissolve the cysts and those that just are good for breast health generally. So again, this is not really for women who are lactating or pregnant uh, because some of the herbs that are really good for regulating the hormones also act as um, amenagogues. So we don't want to um, we don't want to cause problems if you're pregnant, and some of them may uh, cause ones that are galactagogues, which means that they uh, help increase milk flow, but you don't you're not lactating, so you don't really need that, and uh, could actually cause some problems there. So we don't want that. So these herbs, you would make them generally as a tea, and then you would uh, use a foment, or sometimes it's also called a compress. They're very, very similar. What you would do is you dip a clean linen or cotton cloth in the very warm tea, and then you would put that hot cloth on the affected breast and just leave it there and um, try to try to be be renewing the t the compress often so that it stays warm because it's that warmth that will help dissolve the cyst. And so what what you're going to do is when you make the teas, you want to be making a very strong tea. This is not like your usual herbal tea that you know you steep it for maybe five minutes and then you drink it. No, when you're making an herbal tea that's for medicine, you want to be steeping those herbs for about 20 minutes so that you really draw all the medicinal qualities out of there. And if it's roots, you're going to very gently simmer the roots in uh, the water for about 20 minutes to half an hour. Uh, it may even, of course, some may even reduce the water content because, of course, some of it just boils off. And that's okay if it's very concentrated. So that's what you're going to do with that. So the recommended herbs are evening primrose oil. And, of course, I mean, that being an oil, you're just going to rub the oil in there. Uh, burdock root. 
And that's more of a blood cleanser type thing to help clear out the cyst and keep things flowing well. Generally, if you're prone to that, you can take it kind of as a tonic along with red clover, which is another one that is the same, has a similar action, blood cleanser. Uh, detoxifier, both of them. But uh, the burdock is a burdock root. So you're going to, again, you're going to be boiling the root, whereas, or simmering the root rather, whereas red clover, it's the flowers. Hops, which we typically think of hops as being more of like something for sleeping, a bit of a sedative type, calming. But uh, it also has a nice sort of calming, draining effect on the breast as well. Uh, some alternatives are American spikenard, depending on where you live, calendula, which also has a healing effect uh, as a tea. We're not using it as a salve necessarily here, as we usually do for uh, skin issues, because we want it to go deeper than that. Uh, and you could take that and drink it also as a tea, just like you would with the burdock or the red clover. Bupleurum, figwort, or chickweed. And chickweed is chickweed and red clover and even burdock are found pretty common, like almost almost everywhere. Um, it's like a lot of backyards have the weeds in them. And I have a couple of uh, other podcasts to talk more about those in depth. So please check those out. So you could take those internally or uh, as the compress, and then check out geranium essential oil as well. So that is really the principal essential oil for breast cysts. Uh, As I've talked about geranium before for other uh, female issues and complaints, and it just is really a good oil to have around for female health. So you can dilute that in carrier oil and uh, and just rub that on the breast in a clockwise, massage it in a circular motion, like a clockwise motion around the breast. And that will also help to get rid of the cysts. So, you know, some other things that are a little bit common sense that can help are, you know, getting some mild exercise and that just helps to increase the flow of lymph and drain things out generally. And is obviously good for the body. It doesn't have to be anything like really intense. It can just be going for a walk every day or um, some mild uh, movements like Pilates, that type of thing. You could couple it with a breast massage, which can be sort of in conjunction with your self-exams that you should be doing on a regular basis. And of course, drinking lots of water because water helps just keep everything flowing anyway. And you need that for your lymph drainage and keeping the blood healthy and keeping everything hydrated. And of course, when you have everything flowing well, it helps to prevent those cysts from forming. So that will help the cysts to drain quickly and help them to just not appear in the first place because uh, it's, it's really painful and we just don't want even want them to appear at all. So if you are interested in learning about more herbs and helps for women, sign up for the free 10 herb series 
that I have there in the show notes. It's called 10 Herbs for Women's Health. Uh, just click on the lit up link there and it will take you to a place where you could sign up and get those for free and delivered right to your email inbox. So enjoy that and look for me on Facebook at Julie Naturally or on Instagram at Julie.Naturally. And um, until next time, just remember wellness comes from plants. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Show notes for today's broadcast can be found at crunchychristianpodcast.com. Hit the subscribe button now so you can join me next week. Until then, remember all you need is God, people, and growing things. God bless.